well, you want to take a couple deep breaths and yeah. uh, my intention is um, to lift up this planet and our spirits and our beings. And so this is going to be a, a really cool one because I haven't done one like this yet. You know, this is a different type of freedom we're talking about. So I live better than a king ever did. I live better than a king. Welcome Freedom Junkies to Freedom Junkie Radio. I'm Betsy Dewey, your host. And this is your destination for the next level of freedom, whatever that looks like. And today's discussion is going to be about freeing ourselves from the limitations of our own mind. Today, my guest is Coco, the spiritual badass. That's pretty badass. So let me introduce you to Coco. Welcome, Coco. Welcome. So lovely to be here. I'm so excited. Well, I am absolutely thrilled to have you here. Look at you living on your boat. There we go. Yep. She's at a marina. Um, so we're going to be talking about freeing ourselves from the limitations of our own minds, which is a huge a hugely important and beautiful and wonderful topic. Um, but first, I want to ask you, I think it's pretty strong, Coco, for you to say, I'm Coco, the spiritual badass. That's strong. Yeah. yeah. So tell us, it is. how did that come about, your name? Uh, honestly, it was just a side remark from one of my clients. Um, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. And it just came about naturally. And I sat, felt uncomfortable for a second, which seemed like several, but I'm like, no, I'm growing into that one. If anything, I'm going to grow into it. Um, but I immediately, it just felt, it landed naturally for me. And I said, yeah, I am. I'm Coco, the spiritual badass. You know, that is so awesome. So tell us a little bit about you. You do um, coaching, like you said, and you pretty much is it mostly women and you take them to the next level. Tell us a little bit about that. I do. I do. I've decided to focus on women. I have worked with men in the past who have been equally successful, but I've decided that I'm going to I, I'm actually expanding my practice um, from one on one to to group setting. Um, and therefore I narrowed down into just women, um, for this topic, because we are faced with a different set of rules. Uh, some may agree or disagree with me, so be it. But the fact is we are as women faced with a different set of rules. I've lived in, uh, America and I lived in Paris and I'm back to America again. So it's the same thing. Um, we have to break through the glass ceilings, right? It's a different set. It's a different mindset that we've been pro 
I'm not fond of the word program, but I'll, uh, apparently that one came through, so I will allow it to flow. Um, but our mindset, we have been set into this behavioral response system, if you will. And the way to release, to free ourselves of this mindset is to not be satisfying expectations of society because it is, it is a male-led society. It's built that way. And by going within ourselves and finding that balance that we don't have to be, I, personally, in both the public sector and the private sector, I felt like I had to behave more like the good old boys, like the men, in order to climb my ladder, you know? And I wasn't being authentic to myself as a woman, if you will. And I wasn't, I was respecting the rules and some of those rules were so clearly set for men that it wasn't a woman's place. I certainly did not um, bend into, form into a male and complete male uh, dominated box, if you will. But I was, I was accommodating the society's expectations in order to climb the ladder. And I did swiftly even comparatively speaking. But what did I find at the end of what society is saying, well, you do this, this, and this, and you have the good life. And I'm like, yeah, done it. Okay. So yeah, you, sure. you climbed that, that corporate ladder. You, that was your former life. You've done that and you let yeah. it go. I let it go. I was, I got through so many glass ceilings that I was just like, there's nothing here. The good life isn't here, you know, with the, the promise, you know, it, it wasn't there. So I started to look within. Um, of course, that's when life happens, you know, it all hits the fan. And um, anyways, one of the, the biggest push was when my son was diagnosed with autism. And I realized immediately, well, first of all, I didn't accept the di diagnosis at first. Um, I was speaking only French to him at the time. Uh, so long story short, I didn't take it. It took about six months. And then I met um, someone in the field that's quite well known, uh, who happened to be at our public library giving a speech, and she herself was autistic. And I thought that was just brilliant. Um, and then I said, okay, I've worked with autism. I've worked with these kids before and I'm blessed as a parent to have a child on the autism spectrum because I already know what I've been teaching teachers, what I've been teaching my own students who are on the autism spectrum. I can apply to my, my own situation. So I am blessed to have this child and this child is blessed to have me because I already have 18 years of experience built behind me. And that's when I started, it started unraveling in my head. I'm like, Yes, this is the fulfillment that I've been seeking. Here it is. This is the good life. It's a bit of a struggle at first as I get into alignment, as the gurus love to say. So it was strange going from the corporate to guru. 
if you will, or woo-woo, <laughs> whatever they want to call. You know, I loved my suits and high heels, you know, but spiritually it, it was empty. There was no, there, it was an empty mm, space. I'm not for containers. But anyways, that being said, I brought myself back in um, and started really focusing on meditation. And meditation is what brought me out of the imbalance. I had a chemical imbalance going on, having dealt with a pregnancy, birth, and three, actually, really honestly, there were five deaths, but three of whom, uh, sorry, four of whom were, uh, well, one was my mother and then my three remaining grandparents, of which I was very close with, all transitioned within this time, this short time period of two years. So I had this chemical balance going on in my body and I was just like, can't handle it. The medication that was being given to me was making it worse. So I was just like, no, I'm going back to my roots. I'm going back to my roots. And I think my dad for that, he was actually, he transitioned when I was in my barely, uh, entering my twenties and, um, but he was in new age. So he gave me a few little seedling seeds and they just suddenly germinated. And I went into meditation, balanced out the, the imbalance and went from corporate to guru and no longer have that uh, guru ick about it you know because it just it was like so difficult uh, you know I had a I certainly was in the scientific analyze analyze mind set and following the old school ways um, trying to step away from that was an interesting journey but one that I saw in my clients because I actually had clients through this whole <laughs> journey of my own. I was still working with clients and watching them take off to other countries, see their finances explode, and they're single parents too. It was just mind-blowing. I'm watching all the success, and I'm just dealing with my struggles. And I was just like, wow. I can still be that beneficial presence for somebody. And that's what kept me going as well. And I realized that's the matrix of it all. Every bit of us has something to give. And it was going within and really honing in on meditation. That brought me here. Oh, you know, you and I spoke a few weeks ago when we were lining up this interview and you said to me something about how we don't talk about spirituality much, how it's kind of, it's something, it's part of every single thing we do. We are a spirit. And so why is it that we don't talk about it? And why is it so important that we do? I think society has led it, us to believe, led us to believe that uh, spirituality is somehow intertwined, intertwined with a religion and it's, it's not. It's about respecting one another's beliefs. Whatever beliefs we each have, if we authentically, really, truly believe in it, we could still have a conversation without, without agreeing. Just have a 
hold a conversation because there is something that we bring to one another, irrespective of any differences. There is this one source of spirituality, our soul, that gives us the energy and shines light for others and gives us our personal journey through it all. And it's a spectacular, fulfilling, loving journey. But we tend to turn away from it because, oh, don't want to go down there. You know, it's just too uncomfortable. I say, strap it on. Let's go down that and let's check it out because you will be amazed. Yeah, it's almost almost like there's something scary about it or embarrassing or, you know, so, I mean, why would we feel that way? Why would we be a scared of the thing that should fascinate us the most or embarrassed, you know, like we don't really want to talk about it. Um, why, Why are we like that? I mean, I've seen it in education the duality, and this is like, a, it, it's pretty difficult to believe this, but um, when I reached the point of realizing that that oneness, the non-dualistic, that there is no good, you know, there's no good and there's no bad. There just is. You know, there's, there's a Shakespeare quote. There's a Shakespeare quote. It says, um, oh. uh, yeah, let me just jump in. It, it, he said, um, there's no such thing as good or bad, lest thinking make it so. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like oh, you could yes. say anything like, like sugar, is it good or bad? Well, it's neither, but if you think it's bad, it's bad. If you think it's good, it's good. Or, you know, anything yeah. theft, you know, stealing from someone, is it bad or good? Well, it depends on how you're thinking about it. So yeah, exactly. go ahead. So I didn't want to interrupt you. I just thought no, that was cool. That no, you- I'm so glad you did because I, I hadn't, I mean, there, you say Shakespeare and as a kid, uh, I was Puck in Midsummer Night Dream. So I did the final closing of that. And throughout the years, I don't, I don't think I would be able to right now because we're in this conversation, but throughout the years, I never forgot the, the closing of Puck's words, which closed the entire play, but I highly recommend reading through it. It is, I saw changes in myself and understanding of Shakespeare's words, which as a teenager, those were pretty twisted words, you know? First of all, you're dealing with old English and then you're dealing with some, oh, something, but that something, it's all, you know, give me your hands if we'd be friends. Yes. Okay. I totally got you off your train of thought. You were saying, uh, we were talking about why we're um, embarrassed or why we don't go, why we push spirituality away. And you had said that nothing is good or bad. And I interrupted you. Uh, well, yeah, nothing's, nothing is good or bad. Um, it just is. And when we get to that understanding, realization of all of this, then we realize that limitations in society, societies, you must do this or else it's bad. And then we do it and it doesn't happen. Then we're just like, well, society says, oh, well, you didn't do it 
this way. And it's a way, of, it's like a puppeteer manipulating. But if we can just hone in to our oneness of all there is, then we're, we don't, we see that the limitations are really setting us up for failure and setting us up for like, to play us ourselves down. And if I bring in the woman, you know, you have to do this, this, and this in order to achieve this and see the perceived gaps because there really is, there are no gaps. It's just the perspective not being seen. There's something, a veil, if you will, over the oneness. Well, instead of, and then instead of all being raised to see um, how beautiful and perfect we all are, we're compared to one another in school. Yeah. There, right. every, there's the valedictorian and everybody else is lesser, you know, yeah. and or you, that guy gets A's and this, and you don't, and you're good at math and you're not. And it's this comparing when, so I think it's hard to break it's through so those, those limitations that are put on us at a young age. And, and we, we just don't, we don't, we aren't our authentic selves. We're told, like you just said, the mathematician or be a doctor, be a lawyer. Because that's, you know, I even remember my grandmother telling me that mm-hmm. as like a three-year-old. Do you know what you want to be? Be a doctor, be a lawyer. She wanted, she loved me and she just wanted me to succeed. She wanted to make sure that I could hand, live life and be happy. I realized that, that she didn't mean any, any ill to me, but the, the fact that I lost the, the value towards creativity, not to say that I would be an artist, um, but the expression, spirituality is a creative force. It, it's, it, sorry, not a force, but a creative power. And by downplaying that creativity, that creative power, and only giving an, an analytical mind authority and value, we're losing who we truly are as human beings. We're out here. No, we're right here. And that creative power within us can do anything and everything. It has created this entire world. When the person taps into their creative source and that creative source is spirit. It is the soul, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't matter. There are many names that people call it by. And it doesn't not to get attached to the name, just know that it's a source of who we are. And yeah, teachers would teach us that. I, being a teacher, <laughs> yeah, there. I, I didn't follow the books. To be honest, I, I didn't follow the books. Um, I did get my master's in education and, uh, and then um, here I am teaching in Paris, right? Fantastic, teaching at a university and was one of the youngest um, professors there. You know, I obtained my, my tenor and academic tenor, hooray, went next door to the trade school, started teaching there. My colleagues were just like, no, 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 you can't do it this way because they were so confined to the books that they couldn't see the creativity go draw outside the lines 
for goodness sakes, you know, Pablo Picasso drew outside the lines, uh, Daly, all over the place, you know, and it's the most creative force, that you, uh, power that you can see. And we appreciate it for some, but not for all. We only give value to the analytical. We don't give value to the spiritual creativity that dwells within us and is being siphoned off or closed off. And we just need to release it. And yeah, we can be mathematical geniuses. But we have to open up that that channel, if you will, um, and allow the creativity to flow. Yeah. Think of how creative Einstein was, mathematician, but you know, and all those guys, all those amazing scientists, they're 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 thinking outside the box all the time. So I think a lot of us, oh, actually all of us live in certain boxes. And they say that when you step outside your comfort zone, your comfort zone expands. So we should all be finding ways to step outside of our comfort zone so that we we are comfortable in far more situations and life becomes richer. And I know it was Eleanor Roosevelt who said, do something each day that scares you. And yes. so stepping into these things, cause that's what life's all about. That's the juice, you know? Um, but for those of us who haven't practiced getting out of our box and it's scary to get out of the box and we've been so good at staying in the box and we've been so praised for staying in the box and doing the right thing and all that. How, what are some things people can do to shake that up and get outside the lines and get outside the box and say to, you know, to heck with everything I've been told, you know, you don't have to pull, uh, um, oh, who was it? Who was the, uh, the artist that went um, from England to Tahiti and left his family? Yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I'm. Um, why is his name not coming to me? And oh, nor me for that matter. He, but I. It it'll come. He pulled. Probably. What? Did you yeah, get it? No, it'll I can't come. think of it. It'll anymore. come. So he. Oh, uh, why? It's not big ass, and it's not Cezanne, and it's not. Um. Anyway, he pulled a total jerk move and left his family and was like, "I'm going to go do art," and he moved to Tahiti, and uh. <laughs> I can't believe I couldn't I think of his name. I know. Um, I'm like, every time you say it, I was like, I'll close my eyes and maybe it will come. I'll to put me. it on the video. It'll be like, ding. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. See, you don't have to do that. But what yeah. are, what do, what do we do to shake it up? Because I think that when we do that is when we get into a flow of newness and creativity and we, and our, we connect with our spirit. So what can people exactly. do? What, the simplest thing to do is to go again, go again, <laughs> go again, you know, <laughs> to, to meditate it, to, to go within and meditate. And I found the strongest one that I found the fundamental, as far as I'm concerned, is an evening meditation where you just pause, pull yourself into the, the, what I call, and many do the now moment. Yes, the day is past. Whatever took place, took place. Breathe into it. Take three deep breaths, deep and long, and release them. And you can even just take a long, deep breath, hold it at the apex, and release it. That's a reset for the whole system in and of itself. And the next thing I, I suggest is be in love with where you are. 
be in love with yourself. Self-love is not an egotistical manner. It is fundamental that we love ourselves. I don't mean to the point where you're going around and somebody's going around saying, I'm so in love with myself. No, it just shows because people are just attracted to a person who loves themselves, but is serving at the same time. And it, that energy is just allowing it to flow. And what I've seen is that by doing night meditations, we're pulling off the day and resetting ourselves. Before we even go to sleep, we're resetting ourselves, placing ourselves into a loving position, loving within first and foremost. And if there's something that we want, our dreams, our aspirations, we can set that in our intention. That's why I love how you started today, our conversation earlier. It's because we set that intention out. And almost like miraculously now, I can set an intention when I go to bed. And then if I have questions, not the, all the how-to details, but just I'm setting this intention. Where, what is my next step? Not how to, just what is my next step? I wake in the morning with what I need. Everything I need, I have it. Now, in the beginning, it wasn't always like that. It might roll out a few days later, a week later. <laughs> I could be driving down the street. It would have to be a moment, actually. I would guess, I was guessing that it was usually a moment where I was, my mind was released from all grasps on anything else but the simplest one I would say is taking the, the most simplest taking three deep breaths three deep long breaths hold it at the apex and release you're really it's actually a scientific even western science where you're resetting the chemical system within your own body that way, but you feel it. You can, you, when you finally start getting in tuned with yourself, you start to feel that release, even your muscles release through it all. Okay. okay so I have the a next couple thing of questions. I would say was the night medita meditation. Okay. So you're, and you're saying to do this right before you go to bed or just evening time at some point, it, it doesn't matter. The, the breathing, the three breaths, I say do anytime, anytime when you're feeling overwhelmed. We often feel very overwhelmed with our days, right? It, it could be just reading some emails and it's just like, gosh, why did I read that? You know, or I, I don't watch the television, but if someone's watching the television, I say, good gracious, turn it off. <laughs> but if you really want to keep it on, make sure you take a few breaths at the end or during <laughs> several times during depends. Um, but the three breaths the easiest thing to do. And even if you don't feel like you need it, you can still take it. But the evening meditation is fundamental. It's fundamental. It really, you can shake the, the societal, the, the old school ways through meditating at night by releasing it, intentionally releasing it and seeing that there are other options. And you don't have to break laws to do it. 
<laughs> but you're just being authentic. You can be authentic and not be following the old school ways and still get not only not only get what you want in less time even, but get more fulfilling results. And that is by far, isn't that what everybody really, really wants in life? I mean, right. I know that's what I want for my son and my daughter. Um, my son's much younger, but my daughter is already doing quite well for herself. But I, that's certainly what I want for my son. And he's on the autism spectrum, but I still know, I know without a doubt that I'm installing these behavioral responses and in the I'm seeing results but I know that it will serve him later on in life as well to okay, serve but him you, better. you've taught him to do an evening meditation mm-hmm. oh that's yeah. wonderful okay I'm totally yeah. doing that okay so um and this is you mean right before bed right right yeah right at bedtime okay right yeah, don't, bedtime. don't do it and then spend an hour answering emails it's, it's, this is, you're setting your intentions and, and relaxing yourself and doing a meditation right before bed. Right before bed. And okay. it, you don't really even need more than 15 minutes, really. It, it doesn't even have to be more than 15 minutes. I know a lot of individuals like to promote that it has to be a certain length, yada, yada. No, no. I have three minute meditations. I have five minute. I have the eight minute. Okay. How long does your son, how does he, how long does he usually do it? He's the 15 minute guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But you know, and a lot of, this is a child that would go to, it would take him an hour to fall asleep, you know, because his mind's going, he has a mind that is, I, anyways, it's going and now asleep in 20 minutes maximum. And after we do the, do the meditation as of late, <laughs> so strange. Um, but I, he loves to listen to an audio book by um, David R. Hawkins. I don't know if you've heard of that. Is um, he the guy the who did the, the spectrum of, of vibration? He, um, that sounds familiar. The one who, yeah. I think that's the name of the guy who did the, the, the vibration, like guilt vibrates at 20 and then fear okay. and moves. I think that's the yes. name. Yes, yes. I'm trying to think of the word right now, but it's not coming to me, but yes, that's him. He, he, he's transitioned already himself, but yes, calibrations is what he calls it. And he does the muscle testing. Um, I didn't realize that was him. I had seen people talk about it. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I started really getting into him and I was like, okay, well, there you go. What's Naturally. the audio? What's the audio book? The audio book he's listening. He really loves listening to is the eye of the eye. And I'm going to bring him over to try the um, uh, force versus power, power versus force. I can't remember, um, but they're excellent. Very, they're books. You know, this is a ten-year-old, and here's a ten-year-old. Listen to a. He was a David R. Hawkins was not all. He, yes, he became quite spiritual, but his work is in psychiatry you know, psychoanalysis, he, it's an MD, PhD MD. And this, he finds it fascinating to listen to this, these audios. So it's just, and, and, and they're wonderful because it's a mindset that these books are teaching. 
Okay. It's non-duality. Eye of the eye is about non-duality. Okay. Well, so a lot of people pray before they go to bed. That's a, a right. habit that some people have. So how would you, if someone wants to pray and meditate, what would you recommend doing first? I would tell them to do what they feel is them, their authentic self. You don't have it. There is prayer is no, kind of a meditation. It is. Yeah. A, a actuality. It is a meditation. It truly is. It's on the spiritual realm. Um, and it certainly is, but I don't, if somebody, mm, no, each one of us has our innate knowingness and we need to learn to dive into it and trust it, give it value because that there is your creative source right there. And if, if you feel that you need to pray first, before meditation or meditation before prayer, and then you suddenly discover it's one and the same. There you go. Yeah, thank you. Cause like now, now I feel kind of dumb for asking that question. Cause it is like, uh, no, we do have an intuition. We, I don't, Coco, Coco the spiritual badass. I don't have to ask her everything. I, <laughs> I know something. No. no, but I mean, your question is very common. Which way should I do? And I'm glad, actually, I am very glad you brought it up because this is the thing. The reason why I didn't get into meditation back in my 20s, like really into it, I skimmed along because I was close. To, my dad and I had a good relationship. Um, so I, I highly respected meditation. But the meditations I was listening to, you have to do it this way or else. It was just plugging back in old school system of you have to do it this way or else it's not going to work and that's a bunch of bs and i mean it both as a belief system and the other because it doesn't matter we are creative beings we are a source of all there is and within that flows out from us we don't have to reach and grab for it it's right here it's right here it flows out from us. It's just a question of how much has our belief system closed off that source that we can sense it. And we sense it in those terms in, in, yeah, in the terms of it can be an aha moment. Oh yeah. Oh, isn't that so that's natural. Naturally that, of course, that makes so much sense. Of course it makes sense because it is, it's a natural source dwelling within you, infinite, abundant. I mean, there really is, the abundance is always there. The reservoir is always there. It's just a matter of diving in and enjoying the waters. So that is something getting our mind um, beyond the limitations of our own minds. I suppose since we're a physical manifestation, at least we mm -hmm. think we are, um, it could be oh, all. Are. It could be all imaginary. I don't know. Um, uh, then everything in our lives would be, and I, I know that the Buddha said this, a, um, a, 
our, the world that we've created comes 100% from the thoughts that we've had. We've created it. So look around. And if you're like, this is pretty good, you're, you're, you're doing great, but you can always do more and better. You can create, it's infinite, like you said, and there's no right or wrong. And um, so there's, you know, so much talk about abundance and creating more abundance in your life. And people are all after this abundance. And some people are there, you know, they're just, you, they're there. Just go down, yeah. the, go down to Fort Lauderdale or Miami. <laughs> Woo, they're there. <laughs> um, and they're showing it. Um, but that's a certain type of abundance, right? There's lots of types of abundance. There's spiritual abundance exactly. and abundance of friends and abundance of good food yeah. to eat and whatever you, um, so if our minds are, the only thing that really limits us, what are some techniques that people can use to, to shatter those limits? Mm. Well, often I take, I'm thinking of one person that just jumped into mind. They, they're grasping onto outside sources and I'm like that's only a reminder that's just a reminder that you are already that and even within ourselves but I'm, I'm thinking of someone who um, I, I have I, I love crystals okay me too I really do I, I love them I just you know at first I could see them, you know, I'm like, okay, fine. You would use them as like a crutch. You know, you break your leg, you're going to have a crutch. Sure. But know that within you, you are healing. It's not the crutch healing your leg. It is you. It is not the crystal that is going to heal whether, whatever ailment. It is holding a vibration, a vibratory level that you yourself can hold. But you need to go within and release those limiting beliefs. The belief that you need to grasp on to. That you are this. You have to do this. There's nothing we have to do. No shouldas, have to, must, nada. Um, another, another one just popped into mind for competition. You know, you have a lot of entrepreneurs that are being told look at your competition, look at your competition and do what they're doing or better. And it's like, abundance is everywhere. It is within you. Do what you authentically do and bring your attention, conscious, your conscious awareness to your thoughts. If you're somebody that's saying, oh, it is what it is. Why are you saying that? What is what really is, is that you are giving up. You are allowing your responsibility to seep away and you're just accepting your situation as it is. Now, let's just say, even for five minutes, imagine that you yourself create all there is for yourself. You are not impeding on anybody else. Everybody else gets what they want too. Their abundance is there. You cannot take away from their abundance. Thus, there is no competition because you're never going to take away from anybody else. You try and it's going to be a very painful situation. But if you create the abundance from within, you're going to be living it 
not impeding on somebody else's not so you needn't feel bad because there's plenty to go around infinite even and you can't you won't be you never are never have been impeding on on anybody else's abundance it is your own always has been right from the start so yeah i mean the simplest is if you have the crystals remember that you're the vibratory rate of whatever that crystal represents to you words are important what words are you using listen to your own mind chatter that's the big one because children we see them when they're playing in the sand and they're talking to themselves that voice as they grow older goes within and that's what they're listening to themselves so listen to the children if you have children listen to what they're saying little children i'm saying because usually by the time they're 11 it's already turned within i think that was young actually uh carl young uh that brought that one up but I, i'd have to double check for references but um the mind chatter is basically what we heard growing up and we could be telling ourselves i'm not any good at this uh, you know, that doesn't matter. Yeah, that's a gorgeous painting, but you know, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't mean anything. And it could be a tableau of the most amazing. I, I really do. I remember growing up and seeing these amazing classmates who had this beautiful ability to paint. And nothing really, uh, they're so down on themselves, so down on themselves. And it's like, I know because our school was so competitive that they didn't, they, they were venturing in a field that was unworthy. Yeah, there's no worth in that, but there was, is, there certainly is. But going within and, you know, if you need, if, if, if a crystal will help or a bracelet will help, I'm, I'm saying this and I don't have mine on, but you know, there are times where I'll wear my bracelets. But do you remember the times when we used to have like some sort of forget-me-not or a, a string around your finger so you don't forget to do something and then it became a string around the wrist or something like that. You know, if, if you want to wear beads around your wrist or around your neck or, you know, crystals and just remember what they are and then also listen to what, what you're saying to yourself within. What do you hear? Are you, are you cheer, cheering yourself on or are you criticizing yourself yeah I think allowing ourselves to truly think that we're worthy and we're worth we deserve love and that we love ourselves and that we're good and all those things are barriers to break through and and you really have to break through those you have to believe that um so um I love how you just said that the it's not the crystals doing the work it's us thinking that they are is what it is so yeah so they can help but then they're going to lose their effectiveness if we don't go within because we're still thinking outside is going to help us with inside but it's what's inside here that's going to change what's out here it doesn't matter how many crystals we have around us and i do i i really do i have uh, our boat is actually like 
crystals everywhere. Yeah, I know you've everywhere. got crystals on there protecting that boat and everyone in it. I know you yeah. do. Yeah, you I created my own grid, but I'll, I kid you not, it probably is less than 20 crystals down there, you know? But I've created a grid, but I know, also know the protection is here. There, in fact, there is no need for protection because I already vision that all is well. Mm-hmm. All is perfect, whole, and complete. Yeah. When and you, nothing when going you, outside of that. When you placed those crystals and charged them with protecting the boat, you knew you were like, and it is so. Yes. And that's the powerful part. Yeah. Okay. I'm, you're, you're shifting something for me. Thank you. Exactly. It's just a reminder. Okay. I'm love. I'm love. I love. And I am loving. And I am loved. And I go through that. And if, if for your listeners, that could be the simplest thing. Stop every now and then and say, you know, say something nice to yourself. You know, lifting. When you say our words that come out of our mouth, that's something that's been um, a, a part of, of what I've done too. become very conscious of what I say, because I know that what we say, you know, there's what we think becomes what we say, becomes what we do becomes us. And our society has been so programmed to just talk terrible. I mean, we, the, it started, I don't know when it started, like when I was a little kid, um, just dropping the F-bomb in the movies all the time. And now it's so common that people do it around kids. And I'm like, really? You, you know, and so I, I'm not saying, you know, if you're one of those F-bomb people and that's just who you are and that's what you do, I am not judging you. That's, that's great, whatever. But personally for me, I find that that word and the other words that I had, you know, I've had to work on myself to not jump out of my mouth. Um, those words don't vibrate at a high level in my, from what I feel. And so right. I don't want to speak them. And so I don't, and you can call me whenever you want. I don't care. Um, you know, if I'm a goody two shoes or whatever, that's fine. I've worked really hard um, to have positivity be what I think and what comes out of my, my mouth. And it's, I'm seeing it outside myself now. Um, right. You know, so what here, go ahead. And I just thought of another question too, but what do you have to say on that? Just the words that our society is using as a whole. Yeah, it plays a role on the collective consciousness or the race consciousness or whatever word they want to attach to that, that collective, if you will, will, it goes right back to why you often hear, um, if you want something better in your life, surround yourself with people who already have it. Why is that? Well, because you will be surrounding yourself with their one energetic presence whatever you say it doesn't matter you're you are energy we all are energy then if you talk about the words people attach emotions to the words the words will have that emotion the connotation tied to it and in within a group of individuals the energy is getting stronger and stronger So by removing the F-bomb words or whatever, the negative, the low uh, vibrating words from your experience, all of a sudden you start rising to a different level and things 
go incredibly smoothly. Why is that? Well, we're energy. And wherever we don't create it, we can't destroy it. It just is. It changes form. And if you want to look on the scale, we can say that you're raising your energy, right? But we're doing, we are creating even with our words. It's not just our belief system, but our thoughts are correspondent to our, are corresponding to our beliefs that we hold. So when we go in and say, do I really believe that? Why? Why do I believe that? In fact, that would be a great question. Why? Why do I believe this? Where did I get this from? And very quickly, almost all the time, the person will be like, oh my gosh, I think I think I heard it as a kid. Or a parent would often say, or you know, a family member or a teacher would often say it. Words play with our mind and how an experience unfolds. And so, yes, by removing the F-bombs or negative, lower energy words, we naturally rise because we are vibrating. We are naturally a high vibrating individual or energy field and it's also raising your consciousness and your awareness because if you're conscious of what you're saying and you consciously change what you're saying because i think when people get into the habit of cussing cuss words that you there's just a lack of consciousness there you're not in control anymore it's just popping out that left and right so hold on a minute here take control of yourself and your words you do have that ability to control it and and so you become conscious of it and then you've raised your consciousness you've raised your awareness which then shifts everything right that's what we're trying to do exactly exactly it shifts you have a shift of perspective so and it seems so minute like it would be so minute but the there are times when it's just like, oh, well, oh, yeah. And other times you're just like, blow me away. Holy cow. Wow. You know, you're just completely ahad. Yeah. And blown out of the What if all we did was consciously so say beautiful, wonderful, uplifting things? If we just uplifted everyone around us consciously, what would happen? Right. Ooh, let's do that. Let's, let's do that for the next three days and then circle back around and see how that goes. Just as simple as that, exactly. Or even, even for 21 days, just try it. Or if, it, if that becomes too overwhelming, because that does, it depends on the person too. You know, like you said, try for three days. See what happens or 20, 24 hours. You know what? You're going to bug the crap out of your negative friends. The, the people that are negative in your life are going to be like, go away. You're going to be like, okay, <laughs> I will. Well, actually they turn away themselves because they no longer have that vibrational field that they were resonating with and they naturally disappear. There's no confrontation. And I think that's another issue that a lot of, a lot of my clients were like grappling with. Well, what am I going to do with so-and-so? They're so, oh, it's like, no, when you're not vibrating at the level of the other person that's also vibrating of that. They just naturally go elsewhere. There's no confrontation. You know, sure, there's confrontation, confrontations in life, but 
you're not going to get out into a a dispute over it if if you simply say no i just don't feel like cussing today for example you know i'm just trying this out you know for giggles let me just try this out and and see and see how long can, or make it a, if you want if you love competition if you're a sports fan and you love competition okay cuz personally i do i love sports but it is competition duality yikes no no yikes it's fun we're all actually on the same team whether they're the opposing team or not we wouldn't have a game if the two didn't come together right and if you don't it, play your best the, then you're not lifting that other person up to play their best you got to exactly. try to win exactly no one you know if you're on your own no one's going to throw you the ball because there isn't anybody right so yeah competition games it it's still good but the thing to to recognize is you all are on the same team the team is the game itself you might be opposing teams but the game itself is the one it's the sport of it all and it's the fun of it all we don't need to make it into a low vibrating hateful mm mm-hmm. we can lift l- uplift it and enjoy the fact that we all love this sport and okay this team won today congratulations well played and that's the end of the story um it doesn't have to turn into a hate fest it can be a love fest and why the hell not right sorry that one slipped in there but it can be a, <laughs> it can be a love fest and there's nothing wrong with that there's no good or bad it's just part of the fun the journey of loving it all i had a thought when you were talking about the nighttime meditation mm-hmm. about how i wouldn't have been able to do that before i quit drinking because i don't think that drinking and meditation are are a combination that would go well and i think that my my drinking um i was drinking e- every evening and i there's no way i could have meditated so i just had a sobriety coach on um just recently and we we had a wonderful interview about how amazingly freeing your life is when you let alcohol go because it's a low vibration too so i'm i'm guessing and i'm going to pry personally into your personal life i'm guessing you probably don't drink if you meditate every night am i right no No. No, believe it or not. I mean, I don't drink nearly as much as I I did in France. Let's just say that um my drinking habit definitely changed. I would naturally have a glass of wine with my meals. Um but I could easily go without it. So when I came over here, um the flavor isn't the same. The food even isn't the same. And it it's very difficult to find something that pairs well with it and not to go too beyond there but absolutely not i enjoy wine but i effectively no i i don't have um a, i don't have a glass every night um and do i still meditate when i do yeah actually i do I, i'm thinking of last week you know i had dinner at my my daughter's and and her husband's house and um came home after having some wine and still i was fine i i do i know this is what i'm saying is that 
about when I said earlier, meditation has to be a certain way for certain individuals that are teaching meditation. Just like how I used to teach, just like when I was in, when I moved to the private sector, I don't do, I, I go out, I scribble outside the lines. I scribble outside. Okay, the lines. that's I awesome. believe life is to be lived. Personally, I enjoy red wine. I do. I do, but I and, I and I understand where you're coming from. I do. I can I I can I can picture it. I can't say that I'm I experience the same, but I can say is yeah, yeah. I, I meditate. I meditated when I got home, and it, it it wasn't any different. Maybe it's not so profound. I don't know. I just don't judge it. And that's the whole point of meditation is to remove judging and categorization. There is no good or bad. It all is. Chaos is really chaotic. It's all order. And when we restore into society, the balance of the feminine and masculine within society is equal. Then we're not dealing with the comp competition. We're dealing with order. But I will say, that being said, I will say right here and now, even this very moment is perfect order. But that's coming from within, knowing and setting intentions for good. And yes, I did use the word good when I said there is no good or bad, but there obviously to build a whole new language but when i say good there is only good there is only good and you have just a if you will that vibrational there's a high vibration and a low vibration and each are at the one end of the vibration and the other you know you'll have the good high vibration and then you'll have the low vibration which if you want to call it bad go ahead but just remember it's all if you will the same chord the same vibration. Yeah. Well, we know what level. feels. We know what feels good. Being loved yeah. and held and and told that we're loved is makes us feel good. Um, feeling guilty and fear and those things that it just doesn't feel good. Anger, you know those. It, and and that goes. It's not who we are. It's not who we are. It's well, really not. So you and I have so much in common. I've lived on a sailboat. J'habitais à Paris. I lived in Paris for uh, for a while, and I brought home. I brought home the habit with me. And so you and I are very different in that regard. I can't have a glass of wine. A glass of wine has never interested me at all. So uh, there's no way I could meditate after having three or four glasses of wine. I wouldn't even think of it. So we're different in that regard. And I love that you keep coming back to that there's no right or wrong way at all. It is just whatever you're creating and taking responsibility for that and the consciousness for it and creating your world and your life through your thoughts and your words. Not judging it. Any of it. Can't judge any of it. It's perfect. It's where you are today. And no matter what, you are love. That's we all are. And it's coming to that realization that life is but a journey of discovering love, unconditional love. Not the warm, fuzzy stuff that happens sometimes every now and then. It's the unconditional love and compassion that flows through, that's willing to be open 
open open their heart open my heart and say okay i may not agree here with someone with this individual or this experience but i know i go within and i know i'm love i know their love and whatever this roughness between us is perhaps just a sign that I need to look within. And what is it within me that's feeling uncomfortable? And do I attach a word of guilt or shame to it? If I do, I will dive into that. Because behind every low vibrating descriptive word, if you will, is the answer to happiness and joy and love. Every single one of them. It's just something that we've held on to it's within us, we're, it's stuck within us. And by seeing that there's love behind it all, that energy just flows away and we're no longer triggered by it. It takes away the trigger. And that's important too. Okay. <laughs> well, so is there anything else that if you could tell the world and help them free themselves from the limitations of their own creations in their own mind. Is there anything else you would, would leave us with? Yes. I, before speaking, if, if, if you feel like you've been triggered, just take a few breaths and ask yourself, is it really worth responding? Because no one's going to take unsolicited advice. We cannot help the world if they don't, if somebody doesn't want help and hasn't asked for it, then you're providing unsolicited advice and it's not going to fall on their ears, no matter how loud you say it. And you need to respect, you're respecting yourself and them, which means love really. Respect for me is, is love but realizing respect grows from love. It's not something that I expect from other people. It's the respect that I have for myself and the love I have for myself and knowing that I can love somebody from a distance. So if you can love from a distance and focus on the love within you, then you'll be able to draw out the life, the creativity that dwells within it's not something you grasp for at all, ever. No matter what anybody says, it's all within you. And it will naturally flow out. And um, yeah, and I don't know if the, this would be a good time to say, but I'm, I've actually created a free meditation um, for, your, for your audience. And um, if I can just get that meditation out there, it's not for me. I just feel like if we have enough people to create that co collective consciousness of love, just make it as big as possible. It, will ha it has a ripple effect. We see ripple effects all the time. We might not recognize it, but we see them all the time. So if we can... By sharing this, my hopes, not my hopes, I trust and know that by sharing a foundational 
meditation, it will get out to the maximum amount of people. And from there, people can build the lives that they wish to have, to experience their aspirations. So that, that will be available. We'll, I'll, I'll give you the link. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know. For you. What yeah. a surprise. I know. I forgot. I did. I, I admit I kind of did forget to mention that in my message to you. Um, um, but uh, I was putting together the, the putting it together because it will be it will be on my website, which is um, illuminateabundance.com forward slash. And then I'm going to put on the Freedom Junkies radio for you. Okay, so your special page for you. But I'll give you the link as well. I am still like a yellow belt podcaster and I'm learning so much. And I mean, I think I've, I think I'm probably, maybe I'm still a white belt, but <laughs> I'm so like remiss in, 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 um, in introducing people. Like, I'm so excited to get to what I want to ask you that I completely like illuminate abundance is the name of your website. I read the stuff you sent me, I read it. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I know them. And I'm, <laughs> Uh, wow. So you, and I totally forgot that. So you, I mean, abundance is a big part of it. And we, we did touch on that. So I'm so excited. So we are going to link to a meditation specifically for you and for me. I'm so excited. This beautiful Um, audience. I, I, I really feel like you and I obviously connected so well. And I know the, your listeners, are there too and every little bit of help from each one of us is like you know we're creating our own metric uh, matrix if you will and doing our part serving our part and together we can make a much more beautiful society for for ourselves for our children for our children's children generations to come we're living in the world that was created for us that we've gotten in on yes. here at the tail end, but we're creating the world now. We, we are, yes. and it is shaking up. Boy, is it. Big time. Well, um, I would love to have you on again. We didn't talk a whole lot about your son's autism and that interests me so much. There, that's such a big part of our world right now. And um, yeah, and your that what you know about education and the education system i know that there's a lot there um so let's do this again here in a few months and um, i would love to um can we just take three deep breaths together oh yeah that let's would be do it. beautiful let's do it okay so i just invite everybody just to close their eyes just for a moment and take a deep breath right down to the belly. Let the belly push right on out. Hold at the apex and release. Let's try it one more again. Breathe in all the way up, up. Hold at the apex and release. And again, breathe in deeply. Hold at the apex for three, two, one, and release. Just allow yourself to 
sense the space within, drop your awareness into your heart space and just sense that beingness. This, this space, as you become more and more aware of it, is the now moment where everything, all potential is sitting right there, right now. And that's where your source is, the source from which we draw our experiences in life. And you'll get to know it. It's really quite a beautiful feeling if you don't already feel that already. Hmm. I'm sending much love vibrations to each and every one of you listening. There is no time and space. The energy is pure, perfect, complete, and whole. And it's within you. And so it is. Oh, wow. Thank you. That takes one minute. Yeah, right? You don't have to do 20 minutes. Oh, my gosh. I you should have seen me getting so frustrated sitting around. I feel high. I feel like, woo. Oh, that's the that's best it. ending of a podcast ever. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, thank you, Coco, the spiritual badass. And uh, for those of you who are still with us, thank you so much for being here. You're officially a freedom junkie. And uh, follow us on Telegram. Uh, we are on Facebook, YouTube for now. I do believe this one will be on YouTube. We're also on BitChute and Rumble. The website is almost up and running where you can go and become part of the community, uh, get involved, sponsor the show. So thanks for being here. And until we meet again. Mwah. Mwah. <laughs> I live better than a king ever did. I live better than.